I'm at a parade in Ketchum, Idaho, and I'm there watching some real parade classics. I'm watching people riding horses, bagpipe players, and then... And coming our way, please welcome Miss Lamb Chops, basking in the fun. Miss Lamb Chops is in an old-timey blouse and skirt, wearing a beauty pageant sash, and a full lamb mask. Lamb, like, bah. It's kind of cute. It's kind of scary. But she's there because lamb, sheep, is what this parade is all about. All of this, the riders, the bagpipes, Miss Lamb Chops, it's all just an appetizer for the main attraction. And the sheep, about a band of 1,500 sheep from Faulkner Land and Livestock are about to trail down Main Street. That's right, 1,500 sheep about to stampede right through this small downtown. It is like the running of the bulls in Spain, but with less deadly goring. And I can see the sheep there in the distance now, bowing their fluffy little white heads, stamping their hooves, and getting ready to charge. Yeah, boy, now we're talking? I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. This Small Town Big Story episode was produced in partnership with GoUSA TV. And today, we are taking you to Ketchum, Idaho, just about a two and a half hour drive from Boise, Idaho. It's a place where locals are keeping a generations old ranching tradition alive by holding an annual festival where the sheep take over the downtown. More after we come back. Way back there, you can see them. They're coming around the bend there. They're going to be here any second. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. For your next vacation spot, check out Texas for their vast landscape of culture, regions, destinations, and activities. Explore 350 miles of coastline and every kind of hiking trail, from strenuous to wheelchair accessible. Enjoy world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Travel Texas even offers an online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. It's just a heck of a lifestyle, I guess. I get to run dirt roads every day. It's liberating. It's free. This is Corey Peavy, sheep rancher. And I get to work with animals. I love animals. I love the dogs. And it's just that little bit of wild is enough to keep me interested. When I meet up with Corey, it looks like he's standing at the center of an oil painting of the Old West. A lone dirt road winds up through these steep, rippling brown hills. 
it looks like a poster or someone's fake Zoom background. But this unbelievably gorgeous landscape is just what this part of Idaho looks like. And for Corey, this is basically his office. There's not a lot of that that Western flair that's really still alive and unobstructed. And that's what I love about Idaho is that the, the, the wilderness and the public access is just so vast. We can all enjoy it together. I don't see them yet. They're somewhere out there. The sheep are still high up in the mountains. That is where they go to graze during the spring and through the summer. And then in the fall, the sheep are herded down into the valleys. Here they come. Yes, yeah, sheep. <laughs> so these sheep, uh, this is exactly how they've been coming up over this, these hills for well over 100 years, ever since they were first brought to this valley. Uh, and this is all about... Sheep ranching in Idaho dates back to the early settlers who came out west in the 1860s looking to strike it big during the gold rush. But when their dreams of the gold rush didn't work out, they figured they'd go where the money was really at. I'm talking about the Golden Fleece, the Fluff Rush, the Woolly Mammoth. They became sheep farmers. By 1918, there were more than two and a half million sheep in Idaho, outnumbering the state's human residents six to one. The area became one of the largest sheep ranching centers in the entire world, second only to Sydney, Australia. And the industry there drew in immigrants from all across the world. Herders from Scotland, the Basque country in Spain and France, and Peru all immigrated to the area. But by the 1970s, things had begun to change. One person who was there to see that change was John Peavy, Corey's grandfather. The middle part of the last century, uh, the thing that was happening in agriculture, they, people had to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and the tractors were, you know, little tricycle things in the beginning, and now, my God, they're, they take way over a million dollars to buy the equipment to put up a, a alfalfa hay, and uh, people just couldn't make it work. There was a perfect storm of other factors, too. There was an increase in foreign competition from Australia and New Zealand imports, the rise of synthetic fibers pushing out wool, low demand from American consumers for lamb. Over time, the industry shrunk and shrunk, from nearly 3 million sheep in Idaho in the early 1900s to around 200,000 today. And Ketchum itself began to change. Ketchum today is a resort town. Ski resorts, hiking trails, cozy downtown businesses, and new housing developments. But this development of the land, that put a squeeze on the ranchers too. Before all the houses and such, it's just grazing. And there were tens of thousands, or the hundreds of thousands of sheep. And we're just about a fraction of that anymore. And about 30 years ago, back in the 1990s, these tensions between the old way of doing things and the newcomers came to a head. It started innocently enough, with a simple bike path. In the early 1990s, the local county recreation department decided to pave a former railroad bed so that local cyclists could enjoy it as a bike path. But this path also happened to intersect with the sheep's traditional herding route. So when the asphalt dried, the sheep hit the fan. 
and our phone started ringing off the hook. And it was, get your sheep off our bike path. They're leaving your droppings everywhere. They're getting stuck in our roller blades and our bike tires, you know, out, you know. This is Diane Peavy, John's wife. When he asked me to marry him, I mean, a lifetime of lamb chops. What more could I want? <laughs> but back to the sheep droppings. John could have very easily told the newcomers, look, sorry, sheep were here first. Get over it. But John was not just a sheep rancher. He was also a local politician. It was an election year. Um, and John was in the state Senate, so he was up for re-election. This is not really what you want to hear from your constituents and potential voters. John put an ad in the paper asking people to meet him at the Western Cafe in downtown Ketchum before sunrise. And people actually showed up, around 20 of them. I like to imagine this scene as a, a group of agitated cyclists in their bike shorts and quarter zip jerseys, bike tires covered in sheep poop, getting major side eye from ranchers digging into their bacon and eggs or breakfast chili. But there was a reason John had called everyone here so early. He bought coffee and told them the history of sheep ranching in this valley and what it was all about and the people that had been involved. And, and on the condition that they came out and helped us move the sheep that day down the, down the right away. So then, like the Pied Piper of sheep, John Peavy convinced this convoy to follow him out into the freezing cold morning and trail 1,700 sheep down from the mountains and right through town. And the people loved it. People walked along the path that kept the sheep in the grassy areas and kept them off the newly paved um, bike path and made a lot of friends. And people wanted to come out. Everybody suddenly wanted to see what sheep were like. John Peavy's breakfast summit had worked out pretty well. And eventually, there were other things put in place to keep bikers and sheep in harmony, like signs on trailheads, a sheep tracking website, and a cleanup crew that comes in right after the sheep. But the amazing thing is that after people trailed the sheep that first time with John, they came back again, year after year after year. The sheep were no longer a defecating nuisance. They were now a source of local pride, and trailing the sheep was a way to connect to a local tradition. As more and more people showed up, the local chamber of commerce said, hey, I think we've got a festival on our hands. And we just sat down and had fun with it. The trailing of the sheep festival has been growing ever since. Help us trail smoothly. Sheep are essentially wild animals that prefer flight. We ask that you be very calm, very quiet, and that'll help the sheep herd roll right through town peacefully. Blessing the sheep today are Reverend M. Jonah Kendall of St. Thomas Episcopal Church and Rabbi Robbie Sherwin of the Wood River Jewish Community. And there they go. Whoa! 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 There goes one. <laughs> this is 1,500 sheep going down Main Street, being parted by <laughs> being parted by the priest and the rabbi, and 
This is a celebration of what it means to be in Sun Valley, what it means to be in Idaho, what it means to be in the West. 25 years on, the Trailing of the Sheep Festival has become a four-day-long affair that draws more than 20,000 people each year. Dancers and musicians share Scottish, Basque, and Peruvian culture. There are sheepdog competitions, wool demonstrations, and cooking classes. And of course, there are the sheep. This, this is the trailing of the sheep, and we're about to get at it. We're going to go trail these sheep right now. There are still a lot of challenges facing sheep herders in Idaho. But John also thinks there's a lot of promise, too. He sees a new generation of consumers who care more about where their food and meat comes from. And he thinks that a parade like this helps give those consumers a connection to this tradition. I, I'm pretty optimistic. I think uh, we're in, into a new era. I, I just think things are going to work out for agriculture in rural America. John is 89 now. His son Tom and his grandsons Jake and Corey run the day-to-day -day work of the ranch and plan on carrying this tradition into the future. Corey is now a fifth-generation sheep rancher. It's a family thing. Generation after generation, we rely on each other to keep this going. If you are interested in attending the Trailing of the Sheep Festival, it takes place every fall in Ketchum, Idaho. For more information, go to trailingofthesheep.org. And if you want to see the sheep in action for yourself, you can watch a video of this story from our Small Town Big Story series. You can find it and other episodes on our website. We drop the link in the show notes of this episode. Special thanks to the Peavies. It was a real honor to hear their story about keeping this tradition alive. And it was just fun to be on the street with 1,500 sheep and significantly less scary than running away from angry bulls. It's been amazing to watch this happen. This has been an incredible, incredible experience. Oh man, so many sheep butts. <laughs> Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Amanda McGowan. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Seuss, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.